There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yo, what up? Welcome to Tevez's The Best. Today is Friday, October 2, 2020. My name is JC Tevez. Welcome to the podcast about my life and nothing else. But stick around. You might learn something new. What up, everyone? Happy October, baby. Ghost month. Is ghost month October? Anyway, welcome to October, everyone. Hopefully, you're doing okay. And now let's talk about Donald Trump. <laughs> what a segue, right? So Donald Trump, by the way, did you guys hear on Twitter? He just announced that him and the FLOTUS, yeah, the FLOTUS, first lady of the United States, uh, Melania Trump, both have COVID-19. The irony, bro. I mean, I would never wish, like, COVID on anyone. But there's an irony to it, right? There's some poetic justice to that, right? <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, that sucks. We'll probably talk about it on Halal Show. I just want to, I just want to, it's like the thing that I first saw when I woke up this morning on Twitter. So there's that. There's that happening. Um, I have a lot to talk about today. Actually, also because, uh, Joe, one of our, one of my listeners here, Sent me a very, a very uh, good question. So we'll talk about that. I don't know what I do first. Should I do about the movies first that I watch? I I have procured, Special Agent John, uh, at least thirty new movies that are not on Netflix. Unfortunately, well, not all of them are on Netflix. So how did I find these movies? These movies where I went on uh, Google and I was like, movies similar to blank. Movies that are underrated. Movies that I might have missed. And there are a lot of movies that I've never seen, which got good reviews, have actors and actresses that I've actually heard of. You know, it's not like some indie flick. Nothing wrong with indie flicks. But, you know, when you watch those indie flicks, you don't know who the fuck these people are. So I have got a few movies. Some that I've seen already, but I haven't seen in a long time. And some which I just recently watched. So let let me just go through what I did watch. Uh, let's talk about the rewatches first. I rewatched the 1998 Godzilla movie. I also watched the most recent Godzilla King of Monsters. Now, I will tell you, Godzilla, like the 1998 one, as as much as it was critically panned, is so fun to watch. It's like such an entertaining and fun movie to watch. I, I just, I love, I love, I love it. It's, it's like, it's, it's, it's got humor. It's got action. The fight scene, I think it aged pretty well. I mean, the, the CGI of the, the baby Godzillas, if you remember that, that little silly plot line there where Godzilla gave birth in the, uh, Madison Square Garden. They look kind of whack, but you know what, dude? It was a fun movie to watch. Now let's talk about Godzilla King of Monsters. It was my first time to watch that. I told you about it on the podcast last week. I was like, oh shit, I never watched it. So I, I got it somehow and watched it. And, uh, I'll tell you right now. The 1998 Godzilla is way more entertaining in terms of, you know, just, it's like, uh, I was entertained, like, I was having fun. The new Godzilla was slow as shit, but, 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 
the fucking fight scenes with the monsters, with Godzilla and Mothra and King Ghidorah and, and uh, Rodan, Rodan, Rodan. Oh, man, that's some of the best, like, fight, like, monster, big, I don't know, not even just monster fight scenes, like, the, the CGI and the, and the fighting in general was so cool, man. That the the rest of the movie was lame. Like it was it was such a stupid plot line, if you ask me. It's got a very uh, Thanos. If you've watched if you've watched Godzilla King of Monsters, you can you can agree with me, right? Like the 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 main what's that? The villain. I don't want to spoil it too much, but there's a Thanos aspect aspect to it in terms of healing the Earth by killing the Earth. It's so weird. Uh, but the fight scenes are totally worth it. I, I, the Millie Bobby Brown, she's in it. She, I feel like that storyline was actually unnecessary. You know, the daughter. Uh, because, you know, in those movies, what the fuck, what the fuck are they gonna do, right? What, I mean, you gotta focus on the military and, like, the scientists. We don't need a subplot with the daughter of one of the scientists. I don't really care about that. Anywho. Uh, but the fight scenes are incredible. Uh, so if my suggestion is if you wanna have a good time, Go watch Godzilla 1998 and just watch it. It's fun. It's not very good, but it's fun to watch. Uh, but if you want to see grit action, just go on YouTube. I don't know if it's on YouTube. Let me you know what? let me go YouTube it right now. Just look up Godzilla King of Monsters fight fight scenes. That's you don't have to watch the rest of the movie because it's honestly it's it's super fucking slow. If you watch the first Godzilla, it's kind of that pace. But the first Godzilla at least had a pretty interesting storyline. This this part two storyline. Was kind of Basura, if you ask me. King of Monsters. Fight scene. Fight scene. Fight scene. Godzilla, King of Monsters. All fight scenes. Oh, yep. There it is. Has 4 million views on it. So you just go watch that shit on YouTube instead. Don't 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 watch the whole movie. You don't even need to. Just wiki. Oh, here's what you do. You Wikipedia the movie. And then you watch the fight scenes. And then you can tell people you watched it. Because that's pretty much what it is. You're watching it for the fight scenes. The story is so garbage, bro. It's so bad. <coughs> Hold on. <coughs> oh, pardon me, pardon me, pardon me. I'm just looking at this video. I just want to make sure this is... <coughs> yep. Look, do you hear that shit? Oh, shit. I want to hear Godzilla's roar, man. I love Godzilla's roar. There you go. Just watch it. It's got 4 million views on YouTube. So good. So good. See, look at the, one of the comments. This movie could still have made it without those humans. Exactly. Dude, I just watched a movie with Godzilla and his friends. Fuck the humans, man. They're so boring. Anyway, that's Godzilla for you. What else did I rewatch? I rewatched The Next Karate Kid. Not the Jaden Smith one. The Hillary Swank one. Yeah. You Did you know that? Did you know that there was a Karate Kid 4? In between Karate Kid 3 and Jaden Smith Karate Kid, which is actually Kung Fu Kid, but it's Karate Kid. If you didn't, it stars a very young Hilary Swank, super hot babe Hilary Swank. Mr. Miyagi's still in it. There's no Daniel LaRusso. He does have, you know what I really like about it? I mean, what I appreciate about it is they don't, they don't shy, or they, they at least, uh, mention Daniel in the movie. Like it, it they have callbacks to the original trilogy. So it's not just like a random Karate Kid movie that just has Mr. Miyagi in it. It's really good. Well, it's not okay. It's not really good. It's like Godzilla, nineteen ninety-eight. It's entertaining, fun to watch, but it's not gonna win any awards. I also rewatched this movie called Idiocracy, starring Luke Wilson. It's about a guy who's very average, average Joe. 
he does he signs up for this experiment where he's put in like a time freezer and it's only supposed to last a year but it ends up lasting to like the year 2500 and when he wakes up everyone is dumb as fuck it's it's like a it's it came out 2006 but it still has some very i would say prominent themes in terms of how at least in the US you know literacy is going down we're getting more you know the shit that we watch on TV is very dumbed down blah 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 it's it's entertaining uh i've seen it before so i guess the watch rewatching it's not really worth a rewatch uh in my opinion but if it's your first time watching it i think it was okay it's an all right movie it's it's something that you could pass the time with but if you miss out on it don't worry about it idiocracy idiocracy starring luke wilson and the girl uh maya rudolph yeah 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 and uh dak shepherd what else did i want okay so those are the movies that I rewatched. Now let me talk about the movies that I just watched. My favorite one that I've seen so far out of the 30 plus movies that I recently procured. Um, Good Boys. Oh! Oh, boys and girls, that movie is so freaking funny. Good Boys. There's just one scene that I posted on my Instagram stories which had me, I was dying, bro. I was dying. It was what fucking a squirrel. Dude, it's, it's the storyline. Is these three kids? It's a coming of age movie uh, of the sixth graders. Sixth graders, so they're like what, ten years, twelve years old, eleven. Um, it's but it's rated R, and it's produced by Seth Rogen. I think it's produced by him, or I don't know if it's directed or produced. And it's if you've ever watched Superbad with Seth Rogen, uh, with uh, Jonah Hill and um, Michael Sarah, it's like that, but sixth graders. Obviously, there's no you know sex or anything, but it's it's just a lot of very relate for me relatable shit maybe because i'm a guy i'm a kid so you know uh them looking at discovering porn them them uh you know starting to like girls uh lying to your parents it's it's really good and it's super funny it's so funny guys i don't know i don't want to hype it up too much because when you watch it you're like i better fucking laugh jc uh but it is it's really good like it's for me one of the funniest comedies i've seen in a long 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 time there's only very few movies that i that when i watch it like i've seen a lot of comedy movies and even though they don't make me laugh out loud i enjoy them but there are a few comedies where i really i specifically remember it laughing out loud because it was so hilarious uh my probably one of my favorites is 21 jump street if you've never seen 21 jump street that movie for me classic if it's your first time ever watching 21 jump street i envy you because I want to go back in time and watch 21 Jump Street for the first time. That movie is so fucking funny. Channing Tatum is so hilarious. Like, who would have thought Channing Tatum was a funny guy? That was the first time I've seen him in a comedic role. Uh, 22 Jump Street, uh, is, since we're on the topic, is actually also pretty good. But it just it's too similar to 21. Uh, it, it's too similar that it kind of hurts. Like, they, they, they kind of went the same way, I, if that makes any sense. Because it's, I don't know how to explain it. If you've seen 21 Jump Street, you know that there's some conflict between the the two main guys. And in the second movie, they have the same exact conflict, but it's in college. So it's just like the same storyline-ish. Doesn't make some of the jokes less funny. There's actually, there's one joke in 22 Jump Street that was funnier than all the jokes from, I mean, from the first and 21 and 22 Jump Street. There's one joke in 22 Jump Street that is the funniest of them all. And if you've seen 22 Jump Street, you know 
you know what I'm talking about. I'll just give you a clue. I don't want to spoil it, but it's uh, it's got something to do with the captain and Schmidt. It's so good. So if you've never seen 21 or 22 Jump Street, probably the funniest movies that I've ever seen, ever. White Chicks is also up there, uh, especially when you first watch White Chicks. So good. Uh, what else is really, really funny? I'm trying to think of really funny. Well, Good Boys is now up there. Good Boys is fucking hilarious, dude. Uh, Tropic Thunder has got to be in there. Uh, especially Robert Downey. Robert Downey is so funny in that movie. And, you know, Baba. What Baba? Blocker? You know, Blockers with John Cena was also really funny. There are some really funny scenes. But it's not as memorable as the other movies I mentioned. But that movie is actually really funny as well. So there's that. Oh, no. I got a Viber message. Shit. Okay, cool. Great. It's not for me. Um, so, yeah. Those are the movies that I... That's the first movie that I highly recommend That's that I've seen for the first time. Good Boys. Another one that I watched was called The Outpost. Stop messaging me, man. Uh, the Outpost, which is actually just came out this year. Uh, it stars... A bunch of white guys <laughs> who I don't remember. It stars uh, Clint Eastwood's son, Scott Eastwood. It also has Orlando Bloom in it. It's about uh, an army, army rangers or army soldiers uh, that are in, uh, I think it's Afghanistan. And it's a, they, they're stationed at an outpost that is surrounded by mountains. So they are at the bottom of the mountains where every all the all the Taliban can literally look down on them and shoot at them. And it's based on a true story. Uh there there's there's two th- I I really liked it. It's a little slow at the start, but but if you take it cuz you know when I go into war movies, all I really come for is the action. But if I went in with a different frame of mind, yung uh dito when like yung isip mo is uh I'm going into this Wanting to understand the realities of war, mindset mo. I think you would really like this movie even more. I enjoyed it as it was for the action, which is actually the the latter half of the movie. But the first heart, the first half is just shows you the struggles and the the shit that happens in the everyday life of of uh of war. It's crazy. Like sometimes they're they're so numb or they're so they're so used to getting shot at that they just expect it. They're like, yeah, every day we get shot at and we just got to deal with it. It's so bananas. I, I could never be a soldier. Like, I would be so terrified. You know, it's just, it's, it's crazy to me. It's crazy to me. So the outpost, highly entertaining, especially the second half. If you go into it with the mindset of going into it, looking at, looking at it as a war film, not an action movie, I think you'll like it even more. But the action was actually very well done. Very well done. The outpost. Go YouTube it, the, the trailer. Uh, I've also watched for the first time uh, this movie called The Rules of Attraction. It's very heavy. Uh, it's like a teen college. I don't think it's coming of age, but it, it's got it's got the Vampire Diaries guy in it. It's got uh, Shannon Sossaman. I forgot who it is. It's okay. It's all right. It, it's kind of convoluted. It's It's basically about... Uh, it's kind of like a love triangle thrown in with heavy college drama stuff. It's all right. It's all right. Uh, and the last movie that I'm going to talk about is something that I watched for the first time, but it's directed, uh, ironically, by uh, the same guy who directed Up in the Air, which I talked about, I think, last week or, uh, yeah, last week for sure. 
Uh, it stars Aaron. Is it Aaron Eckhart? Who plays Two Face? Harvey Dent in The Dark Knight. That guy. I think it's Aaron Eckhart. It's called Thank You for Smoking. Directed by the same guy as Up in the Air. That movie's fantastic. That movie's so, 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 so good. It's about this guy. He's a lobbyist. And he defends big tobacco, like the the companies for cigarettes. And it's basically about his 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 job, his life, and his relationship with his kid. It's really good. I really really enjoyed it. It's it's nonstop just intellectual talking, like humor. So good. The highlight for me is Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe was so funny. Like he has a minor role in it, but in the few. Scenes he has on screen, he's so fucking funny, dude. Good movie. Good movie. Thank you for smoking. So those those are the movies that I have recently procured and watched. So highly recommend. So if you're going to watch, okay, JC, which one should we watch if we can only pick three? Uh, Good Boys, Thank You for Smoking, and the 1998, no, no, The Outpost. Godzilla 1998 you could probably skip that it's okay it's good but you know you don't have to watch it but go watch the fight scenes Godzilla King of Monsters it's all on YouTube so bad ass cool let's move on guys uh, so Joe Joe thank you Joe who uh, always seems to listen you seem to listen to every podcast I, I think because you, you comment about most of the things when I ask for something to comment on so I really appreciate that so Joe is asking. Uh, okay, Joe said that he was he heard me begging for topics last Friday. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Throw me a bone here. Can you talk about the pros and cons of being a radio jock or radio DJ versus being a podcaster? You're in a unique position to talk about both since you're quite successful at being both at the same time. I appreciate that you think that I'm successful at both at either. I mean, even in radio, I feel like I'm not super successful yet. I mean, I don't think I would love to reach a status of of name recognition where people really know me for my talent as a radio DJ. Same as a podcaster. Uh, actually, I'm probably more known as a podcaster than a radio DJ at this point. <laughs> so let's uh, let's answer. Let's let's uh, let's break it down. Let's let's uh, unpack this, as they say. Can you talk about the pros and cons of being a radio jock versus being a podcaster? Okay, pros of being a radio radio jock. You get a lot of girls. <laughs> Just kidding. Half kidding. No. Um, well, the pros of it being a radio jock, A, if we're talking about just the bare basics, we get a salary. My sueldo kami. So, the consistent money. Uh, B, you probably, at this point, at least right now, in this point of history where radio versus podcasting, your audience is bigger, for sure, on radio right now. Three, um, you get to play music. I mean, I'm, I know there's podcasts with music, but it's really cool to be a radio DJ and pick the playlist, segue songs. It really feels like such a, it's, it's really so satisfying when you, when you make a nice playlist and you segue the songs correctly and you talk over the intro and then you come in at the right time. You ever watch those TikTok videos with Show Suzuki? You know, do it this, uh, you know, uh, Q105, you know, blah, blah, blah. Black, pink, and Selena Gomez. And then it comes in and you just do it. Really good. Uh, what else about radio? Uh, radio gives you more, I think, at this, like I get, like I mentioned once again, at this point in time, radio gives you more recognition, gives you more of a credibility, at least in terms of your, your resume, your, your pedigree as a host. Because 
who would you rather have? At least, you know, just I'm just very basic. Okay, I'm not. I'm just generalizing. Okay, who would you rather have host an event? If you're, if you're, if you're, there's a team and they're like, who should we get to host this event? Should we hire the podcaster or a radio DJ? Obviously, the radio DJ because you know that's their living. That you you do it on air, you do it live. That's another pro of being on radio, is you really hone your skills of of talking live because you know there's no do overs in radio. Once you say it, it's in the air. It's it's done. You you can't take it back. Uh, so that could be a pro, but also could be a very. Uh, if you look at it on the other end of things, it could be a con. If you mess up on air, there's no taking it back. You know, we've seen, we've heard of of people on air uh, saying the wrong words or getting in trouble. I've never, I've never cursed on air. I don't know how it's possible because I feel like I have a pretty tight filter whether I cut, I curse or not on radio. Like I've never done it. I've never even come close. Like zero. I've never. There's no time in my history at radio where I, I almost curse because I don't know it's just trained in my mind I'm not supposed to curse so I'm not going to do it I know some people who have and I don't blame them sometimes it does come out naturally but for me it's never happened but those are the I guess the pros and cons of being in radio uh, podcasting I have a lot to say about pos- podcasting so if you basically take every pro of radio and counter it that could be the negative, the con of podcasting. But if you take every con of radio and counter it, that could be the pros of podcasting. So case in point, uh, you on podcast, you can edit. You can you don't have to go live. I know Arika and I, we, we don't edit halo halo. Or at least if we do edit, it's to like remove basic things or like we said someone's name by accident. But we just go through it even if we fuck up. So... But there's, there's times when if you want to remove something, you can edit it, post-edit. You can remove it. Uh, also, you could add music, like theme songs and shit like that if you want to. I don't do that. But if if you want to, you can do that. Uh, I think your platform is more accessible. Now, I did say that there's a bigger audience in radio right now. But if everyone who had access to radio also had access and knowledge of how to use podcasting, for sure podcasting would have a bigger listenership. I mean, it just makes sense. The only issue is, uh, and I guess that's another con of being in podcasting right now, okay? I, I have to disclaimer that it's right now because it's a growing thing here, is that not a lot of people know what podcasting is. You know, if you go to, you know, one out of 10 people on the street, uh, I mean, don't do it now because there's COVID. <laughs> but if you were going to do it post-COVID uh, and you go up to a person and say, do you know what a podcast is? One out of ten, maybe two out of ten might know, or if they don't, and if it's not, they might just have a vague idea. And the rest would probably be like, what the fuck is a podcast? They might have a good guess, but they won't be to, able to confidently tell you what a podcast is. That, I mean, that's, I'm just general, I'm just, uh, that's just my, uh, uh, what do you call it? Hypothesis? I don't know what the term is. I'm, that's just my guess. But I think I'm, I, I think I'm close. So that's another con. This, the platform is not yet well established. But it will be. I'm telling you right now, friends and family, it will be. It will be. So that's one of the cons, but which will turn into a pro later on. Another pro about being podcasting is um, the freedom to talk about whatever the fuck you want. Because on radio, you know, we're governed by the KBP, the something. What the fuck is the K- I always forget. Kapisanan, KBC, KBP. Kapisanan ng mga broad, broadcaster, broadcaster ng Pilipinas. So, you know, they have rules. You can't curse on air. Uh, you can't, like, talk about politics. You can't, you know, be, uh, 
one way or the other with politics, blah, 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 blah. On podcasts, you can say, you know, fuck the president. I'm not specifying which president. There's a couple countries which I would probably say that to, but I'm not going to tell you why. Because we might get anti-terror build here, bitch. <laughs> um, yeah, man. I mean, that, that's another thing about podcasting where you can say whatever you think, whatever you feel. I mean, don't make death threats, obviously, but, you know, everything else seems to be fair game. And that's, that's awesome. Hopefully they, they don't make some sort of governing body or whatever that screens that shit. I think it should be fair game. I mean, I understand if copyright music becomes an issue. I could see that being a problem. If people use copyright music in their podcasts, I mean, it's just like YouTube, right? You, but if you can't monetize it, blah, 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 blah. Another also, I guess, con, I'm trying to think, man, because honestly, I don't want to dissuade you from being a podcaster. I think you could do it. Oh, I, I guess another con is the saturation. I mean, even though we are a newly growing market, we're already pretty saturated. And to penetrate this market is fucking difficult. As it is. I mean, do you think Rika and I would have been able to penetrate? Well, actually, we technically we started kind of early, quote unquote early. 2018 is when kind of podcasts really took off here, even though podcasts have been around for a while. But I'd say 2018 is when the people really started becoming podcast listeners. Like, I'm a podcast listener. So Rika and I kind of started early. But imagine if Rika and I didn't have our positions on radio. And as I mentioned, that's one of the pros, the, the pedigree and the fans, the followership that you can get because of the audience. Imagine if Rika and I didn't have that. Do you think Hala Hala would be as popular? I think we would still be successful because we really believe in what we do. But that initial that initial listenership that we would uh, we never would have gotten, we might not be where we are today. I mean, we'd still probably be working at it, but we wouldn't be in the position we are in today. So that's another con, I guess, that to get started, you have to find a niche that really fits for you. You have to be consistent with your content and... I, I truly believe that you can really make it in the podcast scene, but you have to start, well, A, you have to start now, and B, you have to really put work, put work into it. Like, really believe in what you want to do. Don't be lazy. Uh, I know we're all, I mean, Rika and I were guilty of it during the first few weeks of pandemic. I've been guilty of it on this podcast. Uh, but if you can be consistent, like I've been trying to be lately, as you know, I've been releasing twice a week now, not just once a week, then do it. Do it and uh, best of luck to you. So those are what are, those, I hope that's the question. I hope that answers your question. So thank you very much, Joe. If anyone has any questions, see, I could see if you give me a topic, how long did I talk? Did I talk about it? I probably talked about that shit for 15, 20 minutes. Like I could talk for 15, 20 minutes about most topics, man. I could spin it in some way. So please uh, message me on the podcast Instagram. There's the message linked in the podcast episode description. Please message me there. All right. Uh, anything else I want to share? I did write some stuff down. Let me see. Uh, I'm not going to talk about Donald Trump or the debate. We'll probably talk about that on Mix 89. But God damn, that debate was fucking stupid, right? What a stupid. You just watch the like the, the mini highlight reel or low lights as probably most people would call it. It's so fucking bad, guys. It's so so bad uh lakers and uh heat let's talk a little bit about that i know i know it's back to basketball but since i already gave you some some content that is relatable if you've made it this far if you don't like when i talk about basketball you can feel free to tune out i already got your listen count so i don't need you anymore (laughs) i'm just kidding 
So the Lakers fucking stomped on the Miami Heat, even though they kind of had a poor finish at the end. They they the score doesn't was not indicative of how close or of how 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 much of a of a domination the Lakers had. Uh, dom- how the, how much of a domination the Lakers did is that, is that right English? No, it's not. But you know they dominated. They basically they beat that ass, man. They beat that Miami Heat ass. And they lost Goran Dragic to an injury, and I don't think he's going to make it back, at least by game two or three, I think. He had a planner, fa- fa- planner, fantis, fascist, whatever, left planner, something in your foot. He injured it. I mean, I don't want to throw out some crazy statements, but I think the Lakers are going to fucking sweep them. Like, I think there's no one good enough to guard Anthony Davis. Bam Adebayo, who I think also got hurt. I mean, they couldn't stop Anthony Davis. LeBron James almost got a triple-double. He actually probably would have got it if his fucking teammates could hit open shots. But at the end of the game, when he couldn't get his last assist for the triple-double, he's like, fuck it. I'm just going to go score now just to make sure that we win. He literally scored like three baskets in a row. Like, easy. It wasn't even like he, he when he said, okay, well, he didn't say it, but you could tell, all right, fuck it. I'm going to go. I'm just going to score. And that he did it. No one can stop Lakers or no one can stop Anthony Davis and LeBron James. And as long as the Lakers bench, at least, as long as three of them, three out of the, I don't know how many rotate they have on rotation, like seven players, eight. So they have Rondo, they have McGee, they have, uh, who else do they have? Like on their bench, I forgot. But if, if, if three out of like the seven big role players can just hit shots, it's over, man. It's over. I mean, Rondo hit his shots. Danny Green, you know, he's shooting like ass. But I, I, for sure, one of these games, he's going to hit three or four, four three-pointers. And they're going to win a game because of that. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a sweep, guys. Uh, I think I called it last podcast, too. I said that uh, the Lakers are just too good. But we'll have to wait and see. The The Miami Heat do have a lot of fight in them. They're a scrappy team. But they just don't have the personnel, I think. They're good. But they, they, they need a few more years and they need probably one more star because Bam Adebayo even though he wasn't I think he was an all-star this year Bam Adebayo is not Anthony Davis and Jimmy Butler as, as good as he is is not LeBron James like they are in different classes they, they are not even close I mean you could say Jimmy Butler is probably better right now I don't think so but you could make a case for it because he's younger and he's, he's really hungry and he's a great scorer but Dude, I would take LeBron over Jimmy Butler right now, even at LeBron's advanced age. So we'll see. We'll have to wait and see. There's another game uh, tomorrow, uh, Sunday morning or Saturday morning. I'm so excited. There's a game every other day, at least for the first four games. So if the Lakers sweep, we'll be able to see it by next week. Uh, So, yeah, that's the update on the, the NBA playoffs man game two tomorrow morning I just bought season six here we go Call of Duty right nope you I've lost you right Call of Duty Warzone I bought Battle Pass for season six there's a lot of glitches going on right now uh, haven't won yet a game in season six actually but I've been getting a lot of high kill games so I'm enjoying that and what else I finished Tony Hawk again I, I, I unlocked uh, all the perks of one of the skaters Eric Costin Speaking of skaters, you should look up Eric Costin on YouTube. E-R-I-C-K-O-S-T-O-N. Just look up his videos. Also, there's a fantastic series that I've talked about, I think, on here and on Halo Halo. It's by The Barracks. The name of the channel is The Barracks. It's called Do a Kickflip. And it's just these pro skaters 
going around uh, in a car and yelling out their window to skateboarding kids and people. Hey, yo, do a kickflip. A kickflip is a trick if you haven't figured it out. And it's hilarious, man. It's so fun. It just shows you the culture of the skate culture, how much respect they have for the the pros. And it's dope. You know, one of my frustrations is skate. There, I have two main frustrations, right? Skating and dancing. I can barely ride a longboard and I cannot dance for shit. And if I could do either one of those well, I feel like I would have been really, really famous right now. <laughs> oh, bummer, man. So, yeah, I went grocery shopping yesterday. I went to SM Save More because I went to pick... Oh, let's talk about that. So I went to Makati to pick up a check which was owed to me from Father's Day 2019. Yep, 2019 Father's Day. I finally got a check from a gig I did or from a, a commercial I did in Father's Day last year, man. When is Father's Day? I don't even know when fucking Father's Day is. April? Who knows? So I've been waiting for April, May, June, July, August, September, October... 18 months, give or take, right? I, I mean, crazy, man. But I got the check, finally. And, you know, that's what really pisses me off. Check. Why do we live in an era? You know what? Broad, Broad Fitz, who listens to this, of the 80%. Go listen to his podcast, The 80%. Great for people who want to manage their money, learn how to become financially independent and stuff. Good podcast. I've listened to a few episodes, actually. Very helpful. But, Rod Fitz, maybe you can help me answer this. I know you messaged me sometimes on Instagram. I appreciate that. But why? Why do we still have checks? Why is that a thing here? In the U.S., because I grew up in the U.S., right, for the most part, or at least most second half of my life was in the U.S. Checks are, like, for old people. I mean, I, I don't mean that as a knock on people who use checks here. I'm just saying no one uses checks anymore. I guess because there's, well, I mean, everything can be done by uh, PayPal or Venmo. But we already have similar payment forms here, right? We have Gcash, we have PayMaya, shout out PayMaya. Uh there's there's e-wallets. Why and there's there's bank deposit direct, you know, you can bank transfer even though BDO is being a pain in the fucking ass right now. I can't even check my balance BDO. Let me check my balance. I don't need to transfer money right. I just want to see how much money how poor I am. I just I want BDO to let me know how poor I am. Is that too much to ask, man? Anyway, well, back to what I was saying. Why are there checks? Why can't they just deposit it to my account? And if and you know if the question if the concern is fraud or or whatever, which I guess I mean I understand it being a, a thing here. But come on, man. We need to learn how to trust. I guess. Is there so much fraud happening that that we have to resort to people coming in person with their ID in hand in the phys- in their in you know in the flesh to prove that we're not going to get scammed or whatever? So strange to me. Even opening up, like I opened up a checking account here, but you know, if I didn't have an account in good standing for at least a year or two, I think they would have given me a hard time. I wanted to get a credit card. They had to, they had to make sure that my accounts were, you know, in good, in good, uh, in good faith or whatever. It makes sense in a way because, you know, you don't want to hand out a credit card to someone who probably won't be able to pay it. But in the US, anybody can get a fucking credit card, bro. And there's a credit rating system, which I think they have here, but maybe we should implement that here. What do you think, Brad Fitz? Like, you think a, a credit system, I don't know if they have one here. I think they do, but, no one's ever asked me for my credit score here. In the U.S., credit score is freaking everything. If you want to rent an apartment, 
What's your credit score? You want to loan a car? What's your credit score? Basically, anything that involves big money, you get a credit score. You have to give your credit score. And how do you get a good credit score? By paying your bills on time, by paying your credit card on time, by getting good loans and paying, you know, paying the in, you know, paying for the whatever. I mean, I'm not an expert on loans and whatever, but that's how you get a good credit score. I had a very good credit score because I'm very financially savvy, if you ask me. And I've talked about it before. I'm very good with my money, man. However, Broadfits, I might hit you up one day, sir, if you'll let me. I do want to get more into other sorts of investing. Uh, you know, I, I, I have, uh, maybe I'll talk about that on the podcast in the future, but I have certain, um, apprehensions to certain investments. Some of it actually, believe it or not, superstitious. Yeah, man. But other than that, I'm not, and I'm not Chinese. I know I'm not trying to be racist, but you know, the Chinese people have a lot of, uh, superstitions with money it's very weird but i'm not chinese i'm just saying there's some things that in terms of like the law of attraction and attracting negative things to me there's some there's some investments that i don't really are i'm not even though they seem like safe investments either they're too long term for me or i feel like i could use it better in other aspects you know maybe i'll talk about that in the future but anyway back to the topic why are checks still used man who the fuck uses it bro why why do we need those why can't they just deposit to our account? Doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any fucking sense, bro. Ah, it's it's unbelievable, man. It's unbelievable. Just it's just so it's just so much time is wasted with with all this. Please pick and you know what makes it even worse, at least when I have to pick up checks, they'll give you a freaking time window on a weekday. What if I I mean I don't have a regular 9 to 5 job, but what if I did? Please claim your check on Thursday between 2 and 4 p.m. Who the fuck is available between two on a, you know, if you work a regular, normal 9 to 5 job, who is available on a Tuesday between 2 and 4 p.m.? Nobody. No freaking body, man. Uh, it's, I'm just fortunate enough to have a very different schedule where I can handle most of my all errands and stuff at a regular time. But it's crazy to me. That they have windows sometimes to pick it up. I know some clients that are kind enough where they can directly deposit it into your account. I've had some of those. I'm not saying everyone does it, but dude, more often than not, I I mean, I would throw out 80% of the time when I get paid, I have to go pick up a fucking check, man. And I have to, you know, because you have to give those receipts or whatever, you know, I mean, most of the time, no, yeah, most of the time, yeah, you, you have a receipt booklet. Um, you know, with your BIR and stuff. But there's got to be a more efficient way to do that. Even with the BIR shit, there's got to be. There's got to be a more efficient way to do that, man. Like, there's just so much time wasted in banks, too, to deposit the check. Holy shit. I've said it on the podcast so many times, but I have spent so much time in line in the fucking bank when I don't even really have to be there, dude. You know? I remember one time I fucking waited at the bank for like 40 minutes to an hour. And, you know, you could, you know, there's always advice. Go to a branch that isn't very popular. And there used to be a BDO branch here in Ortigas where I used to go to where no one went to. And what happened to it? Well, it closed down because there was no fucking customers there. You know, I live in a business district, so the banks are always busy, at least pre-COVID. So just going to the bank makes me want to cry. It makes me want to just not go at all. Like, nakakawala ng gan. Just the thought of going in there, 
filling in the form uh, on those tables with the pen with the little the little uh you know what do you call that the, the rope or the 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 slinky little thing that it attaches to the pen because you're probably going to steal the pen <laughs> it's just it's just there's so much inefficiency in the way that we work with money here i think correct me if i'm wrong okay I, i'm not a banker i don't deal with other kinds of money as well but it's just it's just so inefficient and i feel like we can improve like we can really make it digital or at least if not digital well no it's got to be digital i don't know what else is there there's no other method digital man we got to go onto the digital world we got to somehow if the if the if the concern if the concern is is uh fraud or scamming we've got to find a way to secure that digitally you know thank you for listening to my fucking ted talk guys um that's it ladies and gentlemen boys and girls um have a great first weekend of october my god two three more months in the year october november and december what a sad christmas it's gonna be what a sad new year's it's gonna be i mean i I, we can make it better but it's definitely not gonna be as happy as a normal new year's right so we're keep trucking. Listen to Hala Hala Mix number 88 is still out. We also have a Tres Leches with Mong Feliciano. Please listen to that. If you haven't followed the podcast uh, on Instagram, please do. Uh, please follow my personal as well if you want to see other content that's not podcast related. And send me a message on the podcast Instagram. Thank you, Joe. See, look, I made a whole podcast because of Joe. It's all because of you, sir. So if anyone wants to ask me anything, You've seen, you've heard what I talk about on this podcast, man. I talk about everything. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> uh, shout out to everyone who listens. I appreciate it. And yeah, that's it. And I don't have an extra song. I was about to say extra song, Rika. Rika's not here. Uh, that's it. I will catch you all next week and say it with me. See ya later. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 